right, evening everybody. It's uh, Saturday night. That means it's Fig and Lock Talk. I'm Mr. Fig. And I'm Mr. Lock. And uh, welcome back. It's uh, been a few days since our last podcast. Uh, got a few night- fun things to talk about tonight. But before we get started, how you doing, man? Doing all right, you know. Yeah. It's a weekend. The weather's been um, different. Yeah, a little bit of sleet rain happened around here. Yeah, the uh, Friday was no joke, man. Like, it was disgusting outside. But today was pretty good, man. Today was good. Uh, I tell you, so I smoked a little, um, smoked some uh, pulled pork. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, I liked it. I'm, yeah. I'm taking some home tonight. Yeah, so, nice. I, I, so I put it on at 12 this afternoon. And at that point, it was absolutely perfect outside. Uh, it, was in the 50, it was in the high 50s, low 60s. The sun was nice and bright. So while I was smoking my pulled pork or my um, my picnic shoulder, if you will, I was also smoking my pipe. So I had a little pipe smoking time. Smoking a pipe. A little rela- uh, relaxation in the back patio. It was good to go. Um, and what did you cook that pulled pork on? I cooked that pulled pork on my big, my big green egg, man. Love that thing, man. And tell us about the green egg, the green egg real quick. Just so, real quick. all right. So the big green egg, gosh, you're going to get me started because you know how I love my big green egg. Hey, man. It's a little shameless plug. So the big green egg, uh, I have a large – I'm sorry. I now have a medium. It's a basically a giant ceramic heat trap. It uses organic lump charcoal, which is essentially smothered burnt wood, in order to produce, obviously, fire and – uh, it has multiple chambers that use maximize airflow to give you the best uh, fire and the best amount of heat for what you're trying to cook. Uh, and because it's ceramic, it can actually uh, uh, take quite a bit of heat. We're talking about 700 plus. It's no joke. Um, today, because I was doing a picnic uh, picnic uh, shoulder, which or shank, excuse me, a picnic shank, which if you're not familiar with the different cuts of pork, the picnic shank is actually the part of the ham. Really which is even here. Yeah, so it's it's the, the rear leg, and it's actually the lower part of the leg, so the meat actually has a lot of sinew and a lot of fat, so it's not so it doesn't tenderize quite as much as your normal pork shoulder, but still really tasty. But uh, today, doing that picnic shank, I put it on at 12, at 12 o'clock, so I needed about 7 to 8 hours of cooking time at to 250 degree temperature so i just got the coals nice and hot got some uh put some apple wood in there get that smoke going got up to 250 and then i closed all my vents down to about quarter uh to less than an inch open and i just let that baby ride all day man so nice very nice very nice yeah man big green eggs is no joke it's just it's a smoker a charcoal grill an oven a brick oven all in one I highly recommend it if you're gonna uh, if you're if you're serious about grilling, you need to get a big green egg. All right, so let's start off. Let's kick off here. Yes, let's kick it off. So uh, let's start with what the movie we saw last night. We went out in the movies last night and we saw Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. What do we think? I liked it a lot. You know, after having a day, I've had a couple of hours to think about it and let it marinate in my system. Um, Definitely one of those movies where we were in a movie theater, we were the only ones laughing at some of the jokes that are happening. Well, I think, first off, let's set the stage real quick. So the older we get, we find the less crowded we like our movie theaters to be. Fact. So we went at the, to the 445 showing in Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, which if, you didn't, if you're not aware, that's peak old people time. Peak old, pe- peak old people time takes place in two time frames during the day. 
the first showing in the morning at about 10 o'clock or the four, the four o'clock to five o'clock showing, depending on, you know, depending on what time the movie starts. And because we're in there during peak old people time, we were the only people in there that probably got the jokes. Or if they did get the jokes, they didn't find them funny at no, all. they did not. <laughs> well, I tell you what, a lot of people probably came in watching that movie thinking they're going to get, like, witty, funny Tina Fey. You know I mean? The witty Tina Fey. But that movie, it was more of the New York, tough streets Tina Fey in that movie where, you know, cursing off the bat, you well, know? Let's, let's actually talk about that real quick. Because also, this weekend, I saw Sisters, finally. Okay. All right. So... Tina Fey. We grew up with Tina Fey, right? So let's start a little bit about history. She starts off as a writer, primarily a writer on SNL. Now, she's also on the show here and there, but she's primarily a writer on SNL. Yeah. Um, from there, she goes. She, she does a little writing and producing. She wrote and produced Mean Girls, and she's also in it. Um, and then... Never seen it. Uh, it's the one with... Um, I know. I've never seen it either. I know. I've, I've seen bits and pieces it of has, it. Yeah. It has, uh, uh, yeah, the chick. Yeah, the one that Herbie. fell off. Yeah. Yeah. So then... <laughs> so then she goes from that to go to doing 30 Rock. Right. So she gets her own TV show, which is essentially her a show about her time on SNL as the lead writer, mm-hmm. as the head writer. Alec Baldwin stole the show that oh, stole the show. That oh show. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But still a fantastic show. I mean Emmy after Emmy after Emmy. They had show such it did. great cameos it and did. They, they, they did their job. It was Not, great. But it was just like the cast too. I mean, you know, Tina Fey was was fantastic. Tracy Morgan That's was funny. hilarious. You mentioned Alec Baldwin. Great. And then the tertiary characters and the right and the writer's pen. The They've always been pen. around. Yeah, they've always been around forever. Yeah, yeah. And just like I said, every episode had cameos and everything else. It was just great. Yeah, it was very well done. I miss so, that. So, but in this phase, I mean, Tina Fey is always quirky Tina Fey. She's nerdy, quirky, down on her luck. You know, even the, the, her, her next movie after 30 Rock is Baby Mama, Ugh. where she's a, you know, 40-something Ugh. single woman who wants Ugh. to have a child. But she's, in that, she even still, she's like this quirky, down on her luck, not so, like, great, like, just not having a lot of good luck. Yeah. Right? Uh, her next movie after that is the one with Steve Carell, Date Night, which, again, hilarious. Okay. A hilarious movie. It was all right. Steve Carell is also funny. They but feed it, off Will. Steve Carell, it, he does well with female like leads with him. Right. But, again, even still, her role, again, is this quirky, you know, mom. Didn't he have a, he, she had a movie she did with Paul Rudd, too. She had a movie right. with Paul she, Rudd. Yeah, that she was, uh, she was like, a, uh, I've seen it, and she yeah, the name of it. But attendance she, or... Uh, admittance, admittance, Admi- probably. I think so because yeah. she's in the admittance coordinator at a community yeah. college, yeah. and that movie was not so great. I yeah. didn't like it all that much. No. I thought it was, um, that's just, why I'm like I'm very sour on Paul Rudd. I know I, Paul Rudd's that guy. Paul Rudd never does anything wrong in my eyes. Paul Rudd is a lot wrong, but still. So then, so then she does that. So then, let's get to now modern Tina Fey. I like to say modern, but modern. current Tina Fey. Okay, sisters, a complete. 180 out from anything she's ever played. Okay. And I, and I know they designed it that way specifically because they wanted, in this pairing with Lynn, with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, in Baby Mama... Amy's Amy, always the wild out one. Amy Poehler was the wild card. Yeah. And she was the straight one. In this one, they wanted to reverse it where now Amy Poehler is the straight one and she's the wild card. And man, she played that up so funny. <laughs> so funny. So many great quotables. Just a hilarious film. Now that brings us to now Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, which is a comedy. It's a comedy drama because there's some dramatic elements as, as there's well. There's a lot of dramatic elements. Yeah, so. it's based on a true story. 
it's a comedy, but it's doesn't. It's not like your normal slapstick Tina Fey film. I mean, no. she's it's got some very touching moments, and the jokes are very adult. Like it's an adult comedy. No, I mean, you understand this movie. It's if you don't know what the movie's about, the summarize it pretty much. It's showing what you would watch these reporters in these bad situations and what they would do. And it's the story within the story. It's not the fact they're just out there. That's one battle in their own mind. But the other battle is they're there because it's an opportunity for them to get to something major. And they're looking for the next big they looking for the next big thing to find out there. And sometimes you have to go in like unsavory places and kind of seeing some bad things. And for her going out there to um was it it wasn't Iraq, but it was um the pack was it Pakistan? No, uh, no, it was uh, Afghanistan. Afghanistan, yeah. Right. So they, yeah, so and, they, uh, they, yeah. she had to go out of her comfort zone and like kind of just mend in with people. And you, they have to, she had to get used to the the culture out there, yeah, and the idea of, like what it is to how, the means of being American there and how to survive there as an American. Yeah, so, I mean it's definitely touching. You know, I mean, you know, and Miss Roby's in it. She's, yeah, Margot Robbie's in it. Yeah, she's just nice to watch. She's pretty to look at. You can't go wrong with her. You know, she's a foul mouth, potty mouth English woman in that movie. You know, um, it has that one guy from the Office. Um, yeah, I'm looking up his. I'm looking up the names now because I I, I can't remember his name because he's been in he, everything. He's in everything. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, too. he he was in Fargo season one, which was just fantastic. Um, if you miss Fargo season one or season two, please watch it. It's such a good film. Um, his name's not even coming up. Where is he at? He's not even there. I know. I'm kind of He's not even there. He's not even the main character's up I there. I spelled it wrong. Hold on. No, you don't. There's Foxtrot right there. It's the whole cast. It's a whole crazy. cast. And you see everybody. You even see the guy that was, the dude played Nick that was on there for a little bit. Hold he's, on. He's spelled Nick with N-I-C. That's it? What Hold is on. this? He's on, he's on Sherlock, too. So I'm gonna He is on over. Sherlock. That is true. Um, Martin Freeman. There it is. Martin Freeman. Yeah. That's his name. Beast and he's. The thing, that's another thing too. So I want to get a touch on Martin Freeman for a quick minute too, as well. In this Martin Freeman's a beast. Because Martin Freeman also, to me, this is also outside of his normal character. Because mm. Martin Freeman, let's look at him real quick. Now he's obviously had a very extensive career. The first time I saw him was in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, we saw and he, it again. He plays this kind of quirky, we saw it down, yeah. Yeah, down your luck guy. He plays that same kind of role with Watson and Sherlock. The Hobbit, again, this, you know, very unsure of himself, mm. un- inconfident character. But then here he is in Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. He's a womanizer. He is vulgar. He's a surprisingly tough guy because he knocks out that security guard in one yeah. punch. But still, just a different character than what we would traditionally see from Martin Freeman. Um, he was really good in... Um... In Fargo. Him and Billy Bob work each other in Fargo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were pretty good. Uh, some other notable cast members in Whiskey Tango, Foxtrot. Billy Bob Thornton is in it. Yeah, uh, great. Then, uh, playing, yeah. The, playing the, like the, was it major? Uh, well, he starts off as a colonel and ends up as a general. Okay. Yeah, on the ground there in the Marines. Alfred Molina playing the uh, attorney general. Was it the attorney general? Or, yeah, he was, no, yeah, he was the attorney general. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah. Creepy. But just still, a, just a really good movie. I think something you touched on too. You know, this is like their opportunity, right? And I love how Tina Fey's character is. She just wants to get away from this humdrum life, yeah. this routine of writing for people who don't even know the news. Right? You know, they're not real journalists. She writes for them, and then she comes to home every day, rides on the same bike. She's with this semi-depressing boyfriend, apparently. 
So her life is really not so great, and she does this to kind of change things up, up to make, kind of make her life mean something. So there, there's some real heart in this film, I thought. But it's, I mean, it's got the movie some, has good depth. It's got some great funny moments in it too, though. Yeah. I mean, it's because it's still a serious topic. Like we've, I would say, Afghanistan has really fallen off the radar. You know, I mean. That was the whole reason we went in that area to begin with was to uproot the Taliban and get Osama bin Laden. Then we got sucked into Iraq. Now we're sucked into ISIS, Syria, and Afghanistan. There's still a lot of stuff going on there. People are still dying in Afghanistan. There's still troops on the ground there. And one of the things I think this movie touched on was was really good. The lady talked about when they got back to New York. Yeah, is that you know this is still a war going on there. We still need to talk about it, but we've kind of forgotten about it because it doesn't make headlines anymore, really. Yeah. They're like, we don't like, like, we understand it's there. The lady said a quote, like, we know the war is there, but we don't like seeing the soul. We love the soldiers that are there, but we don't want to see them. Yeah, exactly. And That's what she said, and it was kind of like, whoa. I mean, it, it's a kind of a, it's kind of a sad state of affairs, really. But, but, I mean, it's true, though. I mean, they're over there, and you don't get, they don't get a lot of pub. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a worthy watch. I would, I would recommend watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, no. It's, it, it, yeah, it's definitely. a good, it's a good movie. I, I, I don't think I think uh, D Man, International D Man, was with us. I think he was not feeling it too much. He didn't seem that way. I think he fell asleep on it. Yeah, somewhere. But still, I, I thought it was a fantastic film, and I had my full. I had all kinds of Tina Fey yesterday because I watched. I watched Sisters in the Afternoon, which I can't say enough good things about this film. If you're looking for just Jesus, a, a hilarious dude. comedy, no, dude, uh, no, off the nipple. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get on the nipple because I'm telling you, it's you know what it is. It's a classic high school party movie, but with people our age and up, man. It's like Jesus. it's forty year old, some forty something year old people trying to recapture their high school days. Pathetic. It's not hilarious. Good. Dude. Not good. Rachel Dratch is in it. Hilarious, on, dude. Man. John Leguizamo, hilarious. Come on. Come on, John Leguizamo. Yeah, anything for a patient. John Cena, hilarious. We don't care about John Cena. John Cena was funny in that movie. We don't care about John Cena. So, get, you know, check out Whiskey Tango Fox Ryan. Surprisingly, too, we saw some interesting previews of this movie. Previews were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, well, what we were talking yesterday was interesting too. They're all period pieces. Correct. They're all eighties, seventies, and eighties period pieces. Yes. One that stuck out to me, and I can't remember the name of the movie now, but it's by the director who does Days and Confused. And it's a very much a dazing. Come, come get some. Come get some, right? No, everybody wants some. Everybody wants some. That's what's called. And it's it's in this kind of the same style of dazing and fuse. Takes place in the eighties. It's a kid. He's a freshman in college. He's a freshman on the college baseball team. And it's got kind of the same themes and kind of the same uh, beats as uh, Days and Confused. But I love Days and Confused, so I'm probably gonna check it out. So, I mean, it's definitely um, it. It definitely because um, it looks it looks good. Um, definitely, like I said, Days Confused. I've never seen before, but I mean, it definitely looks like it's gonna be a fun film. It looks like it has the kid from um, the movie Ladybugs in it as like the. I haven't like, seen Ladybugs in so long. As, like, with, like with Roger Dangerfield, he looks like a growner version. You talking about the blonde, the blonde kid who dresses up like a chick? Yeah, I don't think that's him, bro. Is 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 Blake Jenner? Oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, what's his name? That's his name, Blake Jenner. So I, I don't know. It's that's something else. Huh. I, I, he's he's been on for a while. He's been doing a couple of different things, I guess. He's not the guy I'm thinking of, I guess. But he's been on Glee and, and random other stuff. So whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and there was a new movie with the um, kids. Um, not the kids. Had the guy from the dude, the neighbors. Oh, Zach Efron. Yeah, the yeah. brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and another dude from the movie. 
enough for the show, but the show Workaholics, you know, and that looks really good because it has the the premise is pretty nice where it's it's gonna be a funny movie and I think it's gonna be a lot better than like Bad Grandpa. You know, I mean it seems like the same cast, you're like, well, let's try over. Like maybe they got done with the movie, like, oh it's cool to do a movie with the De Niro. Let's let's try again. You know. What's what's the name of the movie? I'm trying yeah, I'm trying looking it up now. That's it. Uh, Mike and Dave needed wedding dates. That's what it's called. No, no, no. That's not the name of the movie. Yes, that's it is. that's the premise. What is it? That name? That's not the name of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, that's so the movie. Yeah, yeah. No. So Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Just like you're saying, uh, it's got uh, Anna Kendrick in it as well, and uh, what's her name from uh, from Parks and Rec? Uh, Aubrey Plaza. There who, it is. Yeah, we who, couldn't figure out that name uh, yesterday. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza, who was just in Dirty Grandpa as well, and uh, it's the they look it looks good, man. It looks funny. The, I like I like the fact that the girls kind of get a chance to be the the raunchy kind of party animal types. Now these guys are party animals too, but they're trying to play straight straight men. Yeah, because they're they, because they're their trying sister to, wants them to like yeah. be act good for their but for her wedding. I, I love the fact that it's the guys that walk in on the girls watching porn in the one preview where yeah. oh look Cockfather came on. I don't know if we're going to get it though because we haven't seen know, the Godfather. That's just funny. <laughs> or I love That's when funny. They're, they're, the girls are so the whole premise I, I, you may have mentioned it already is that these girls they want these guys to take them to Hawaii to go so because because the guys they, what they do is they they need to go. Their dad, based off of what the trailer says, the dad tells the kid, tells the two boys, the two men, that you guys can't go to this wedding. You guys can come to the wedding. You can't can't go stag because the last wedding they went to, they totally ruined it because they went ape shit. So it's like you need to bring dates to so slow you guys down. This whatever. So they're like, we got the ultimate plan. Not sure how they got on. Um, the, some they went on some talk show. I think it's Wendy Williams. Not sure yeah, how they did Wendy it. Williams. Yep. And they're on there and they say we're going to we're going to go to the wedding. It's in Hawaii. And uh, we want to take two women, two girls. They're like, they look trash as hell. They look like just hungover. And they're like, dude, we gotta go. We gotta meet these guys. We're gonna go to Hawaii, a free trip to Hawaii. Yeah. Fuck yeah! The, the, I love the part in the preview where they meet the girls for the first time in the bar, and I guess the guys are starting to leave. And they're like, oh, they're leaving. She's like, it's all part of the plan. And she just dives out in front of the car. And, and she gets, gets hit. hit by a car. You're like, what the fuck? And the guy comes over and like to see if she's okay. And she's it's like, like oh. I'm okay now. He's I, like, saved I saved her. her. I saved her. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it, good shit. It's it's gonna be a good movie. Check, that's good shit. Check that out. But there, were, yeah. So there were some interesting previews. Interesting previews. Now, one preview I do want to talk about. Don't, since don't you, don't we're gonna talk about it, you, we're gonna talk about it. Because I, I thought it was, I actually thought it was gonna come. I thought it was gonna come out with this movie with Wussy Tango Foxtrot, and I thought because it was such a big thing that this week, Ghostbusters. Okay. What trailer do you think I was going to talk about? Oh my God, are they coming that goddamn Valentine's Day? No, we're not going to talk about Valentine's Day. No, not Valentine's Day. Uh, Mother's Day. Mother's Day. We're Fuck. not going to talk about that because I don't think, honestly, that movie ain't going to do anything very good. Don't watch that movie. It's got a star-studded cast. That's about yeah, that, don't get tricked. It. Don't get tricked. It, the, the, told, the preview tricks you. It's like, Jeff Reston. You're like, oh my God, oh my God, this might be good. Jason Sudeikis. You're like, oh my God, Julia Roberts. Oh, okay, this might be all right. No, man, it's like I was saying yesterday. Any Anytime a preview starts talking to me, I check out. Because we haven't <laughs> done previews like that since the 1980s. 
Oh, here's Jennifer. She's down on her luck. Oh, wait, here's so-and-so. Jennifer's just having to be a single mother with two girls, and he's having to be a single father. No, he's a single... She's a single mother They're going to meet on a magical and, journey. On a magical journey. At the, at the store, they meet each other. How the fuck? That shit don't happen. No. Good previews don't do that anymore. Good previews usually have, like, a buzzword on the screen with some cool music in the background, and then you see them. You see the, the preview. It seems like every trailer, though, that has that, that, that word, that word sound, where it's like, ooh, ch 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 you know, that where it speeds oh, yeah, up. Yeah, every yeah. trailer does that. What is that? Or, or, like, you know, can you imagine if The Force Awakens was like, there's a girl on a planet. Oh, God. Trying to get off and start her life. <laughs> Like, what, what? No, no, no. What? A black man for <laughs> lost on a planet. And then there was a soldier. And the two of them are going to embark on that journey of their lives. Friend, they shall meet, they shall grow a friendship. They shall not be matched. It's true. All of it. Oh. <laughs> hey, it comes out April 1st, by the way, on digital. Really? It does. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. But the new, the preview I do want to talk about, though, because it's talking, a lot of people talking. I know a lot of podcasts have already, and a lot of shows have already kind of addressed this, but. This is big. It's Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters preview dropped this week. Um, I got to say, I'm kind of excited. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this. And then I saw the preview, and it's got, it's got, it pays homage to the original, and it's unique in its own right. I mean, it, it's not. It's a reboot, obviously. So of course, it's gonna have a lot of similarities. But it's it's its own story. I gotta say, I'm kind of excited. I'm gonna give you thirty seconds to take the take back the word excited. No, I'm not taking back the word because actually, the I'm more I watch it, it the more excited I get. Come on, man. You didn't like it at all. I won't say I don't like it at all. It's a movie that is. What's gonna happen, ladies and gentlemen, is that Mr. Fig is gonna be like, "Yo, Ghostbusters, you want to watch it?" And I'm like, yeah, let's go see it. Because we won't have nothing better to do. And we were like, dude, let's just watch it. And I watched I'm like, yeah, it was a good movie. But it feels like this movie just like, if it was just a Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live sketch, it'd be like awesome. Cause this, Aww, cause I think it's going to get a little bit. It's going to be better than that. Because it's just like, it, it's like with all these like Martin Laurie, like he, Mr. Laurie. Who? Mr. Laurie, the guy who owns like fucking Saturday Night Live, man. He has a hand in everything. Lauren Michaels? There we go. Got it. All right. <laughs> you, know can, you can at least know who you're talking about. Probably won't. <laughs> but his hands talk. Are, I made a mistake with this Probably year. not. But his name's in everything. And his hand's touching everything. And his name's this, this, is, this is Paul Feige. This is all Paul Feige. He's producing somewhere in this shit. This is, it is Saturday Night Live alumni in this motherfucker. Two. Other than oh, well, three. 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 Yeah. yeah, okay. And then you throw then you throw homegirl in, Miss Jenny McCarthy, and it's just fine. Hey, it's because it's his wife. His wife's in everything he does. But you know, right, cool, hold on. All right, I'm, so, I'm gonna t- hold on, wait. I'm gonna tell you why I think this movie's gonna be good. Spy, which is Paul Feige and Melissa McCarthy, was really good. It wasn't the normal, I'm just gonna be stupid, running around, rolling all over the ground, Melissa McCarthy jokes. It was a really good movie. And if the story, if the story structure of Ghostbusters is nearly as good as Spy, we're in, we're in for a good a good. Well, film. based off with the commercial, with the, the trailer, it looks like the story structure is same as Nostalgic nineteen eighty five. It's a, but it's now, a reboot. So I get it. It's a reboot. It's gotta, it's gotta I get it. it. But don't 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 do it like that. You know what I mean? I'd rather them do something newer. Than making me still feel nostalgia of the past. Well, the thing I will say this: the only thing I didn't really like about the trailer, and uh, Screen Junkies kind of talked about this too the other day, is that I didn't like the trailer opened up making you think 
they were continuing from the previous two. Because right. the whole thing starts at 30 years ago, four scientists saved and New York boom, City. Boom. And, you see, again. And, you, and you see the old firehouse, and then there's a symbol, and you're kind of yeah. like... And, okay. and you're like, but wait a minute. I thought this was a reboot. So this never existed. Yeah. So why are we talking about what right. happened 30 years ago? So maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe they are going to connect it somehow. I don't know. But I, my understanding is this is a whole, like, this never, like, the Ghostbusters thing never happened. So why are we using, why would you use that in your trailer? And that's why I felt like maybe, even if, like, if it made it so that the, the one girl that's really into scientific shit, like not the not the one that's like, you know, the one that's making all the gadgets, whatever that. Yeah, she's like the niece of like Vankman. Right. No, you know I, what I mean. And, then I, and yeah. I, it would, it would, everything else happens in that film. I would totally take in, and I would enjoy it, and I would bask in how great this film could possibly be. But the idea, okay, that again, like you said, and that's the beginning of this trailer. was like. 30 years ago, this happened. And now, here we are now. And it's like, bam, they get another echo. They name it the Echo One, just like the real old one was. Well, I get no, it. No, but you have it's to. It's a caddy, like, and yeah. I get it. You know, and I got... I, and you know what? I will say one thing. They gave the black person more of a purpose other than, like, Ernie Hudson's character was useless. At least she's like, I know New York. I can get yeah, around I, here. Well, All right, good job. I like that, too. Cause I good kind of, job. I was, I was, that was, that was the purpose. Was, Ernie Hudson was just, like, extra help. That was one, that was one <laughs> problem I always had with the original, too, is, like, Ernie Hudson just kind of shows up for a job interview. Like, I just can't imagine... I can't imagine... <laughs> <laughs> that if that <laughs> you would just put an ad in the newspaper for this kind of Looking job, for like the, hey, you know, you've got a you got a giant like nuclear power pack on, on your back, your back. You're like, whatever. and you're just gonna be like, hey, we're doing scientific training. He yeah. probably didn't. He probably he didn't go to college. He probably maybe didn't. He probably graduated high school. I skinned his teeth, and he's like, you know, look for a job. I was a trashman the other week. I got fired. Yeah. Hey, I was like, what? What? What, what qualifies you? you to carry Maybe around a proton collider on your back? And go are you brave enough this? to? We know what qualifies you. Are you brave enough to wear this nuclear power thing on your back? Does it pay? Yeah, oh, come on. Yeah. And you get free room and board here but too. Nice. Despite the fact, that, yeah, <laughs> nice. but I will say, but like about this trailer though, man. I mean, now you understand. My bar was extremely low going in this to begin with. Well, so. see, that's not fair. Well, you I, came in this expecting the worst. And they didn't give you the worst, and you're like, you know, I'm excited for this now. You know what I mean? I came expecting, like, yo, you know what? You better give me something, because you're taking memories. <laughs> These are memories. Like, <laughs> you're, just, you're, you're not, you're talking, you're preaching the crier, bro. You're not, re, you're not, re, re, you're not recreating, you're not recreating cr- um, critters. You know what I mean? True. It, <laughs> you know what I mean? You recreate critters, whatever. It's a shit movie, and you recreate okay, it. But you're right. raising a hold classic. It's like right. IFC every other week. Okay, all right, hold on. Let's, let's back up for a second. So instead of just destroying this trailer, let's talk about a few things. Talk about the things that you did like about it. What I liked about it. What did you like? What did you like about I it? I like uh, the character that's like making the gadgets. That gadget chick, whatever. Okay, the uh, the blonde played by um, she's on SNL too. Um, I like her character. Her character is I'm her character is her own character is unlike any. Her character is like any like unlike any other the Ghostbuster Ghostbuster people were. There wasn't a Ghostbuster like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dan Aykroyd's character was in the gadgets, but he wasn't zany with it. He was kind of awkward. Kate McKinnon, that's her name. He was strange with it. You know what I mean? Like, everybody, like, you know, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd was like, oh, you know, um, I'm I'm creepy, but I'm really into scientific shit. Bill Murray is like, hey, I own a TV show, and I'm like, well, hold on, that's not until Ghostbusters two. I know, I'm just saying, but he's a he. They all work at the in the first one. They all work at the like college. Well, one thing, you know, so this one thing I did notice about the trailer that I did like, 
and that is, I, I like that the characters are not exact mirrors of the original. Because I was trying to, I was trying, honestly, I was trying to match. I'm a black girl, black guy. Okay, time out. Race <laughs> aside, all right. I was trying to tie together who's who, okay? okay. Like, because, all right. You can't. Yeah, exactly. Because Peter Vakeman, Peter Vakeman was the cool, suave, like, playboy, didn't really take it seriously. None of the characters in this one are, are, capture that. Jim McCarthy. No, she's not. She's continue. Not. Continue naming people. I'll, I'll, I'll pair them all together for you. That's not Jim McCarthy. Dude. I'll pair them all together. Jim McCarthy's me. character is not Peter Bacon. I'll pair them all together for I you. I would actually, I would actually, I would actually pair her character more with Dan Aykroyd's character of Ray Stance than I would with Vakeman's. And then the Kristen Wiig character. This is the thing that gets me. The Kristen Wiig character. Harry Ramis. No, that's what I'm trying to get to. Don't, <laughs> can I get my point out first? Dang. All right. The, so the Christian, Kristen Wiig and Kate McKinnon's characters, I feel like, are two sides of Egon Spangler. Because Egon Spangler was the tech gadget guy, yes. and he was the heavy science guy. Great. Science. Kristen Wiig is the heavy scientist in this case, yes. and then Kate McKinnon is the tech gadget person yes. in this case. So I'm kind of like, there's no... But they're, 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 they're two sides. Kind of, yeah, but they're two sides of the same character. So there's no Peter Bateman character that I've seen so far. There's uh, two Egon Spangler characters, essentially. One Ray Stance character. And even uh, Leslie Jones' character, you know, because uh, you're like, well, she's obviously missing because she's black. She's but but you know, her character's not him really either because... So she's big, like, she's kind of scary in that suit. Yeah. So I mean, she's it's, just this very intimidating. Like, like Winston shows up and he's a little more. I didn't think he was nearly as confident. She shows up. She feels like she. I feel like she's already a part of the team. That like, she's scary looking. Like so, oh, yeah. Well, that's true. But I don't see an exact and a direct correlation with any of the characters, which I think I like that. There, it's that's what makes this. I think going to make this movie unique because I can't actually point. Even uh, um, Chris Hemsworth. Is playing the Janine Melnin secretary. Anything for a paycheck, and he does not look like he's playing that. Yeah, anything for type. a paycheck over here. Like this, definitely. Like they, they definitely said, "Let's." I don't. I don't even understand the idea of this. Um, all right. So all right. He's the, again, gi- he's on, the gigantic. Again, we're not bashing right now. I don't understand that. We're not bashing right now. But understand, explain to me then. Say what you like about. Can you explain it. who you are. Just say what you like. Or what's the next thing you like about the trailer? That was that was it. I thought I thought that I'm really interested in that one character. She's she's like my favorite. I watched her character. She has little cool gadgets. She like tricked her or whatever. And it has the you know, like you said, the make um Christian Wig, I think she's a great actress. I've never really seen a role that I didn't really like her in. I can honestly say that. Even, say, so there's nothing else you like about this trailer aside from Dude, this give scene. me a break. I'm working I'm working out here. You know what I mean? Do you <laughs> right here. Cause you mean you're having me try to digest the idea that this this that at the end of the trailer, she slapped the ghost out of her. Okay, that was a little... Did she, did she say power of the panties? Did she say that? That shit was funny, though. Did she say power of the panties? That's just the power of the pain. Power of the pain. She said, let, let the power of the pain compel you. And she just beats the shit out of her. Right. And it's like, okay, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm confident the movie have great production value. Yeah. You know, even though the ghosts, they're not... I thought the ghosts looked really good in this film. The ghost, though, unlike the original, the original ghost, I mean, I guess it's a technological situation, where in the past, we're talking about the 80s, there's only really so much you go with the graphics, I guess, but the ghosts in the past, they seem to have more of a dimmer look. 
and they look a little more spookier, a little bit scarier. Well, yeah, they, they, these ghosts are very not intimidating at all. Like, really? just, I, they show like when they saw the ghosts walking through the town, they look like circus clowns. Are these circus yeah. clowns? I, don't, I thought I thought the I actually thought the ghosts like really They're good. I thought the first two, the first group of ghosts that we saw, we see the librarian ghost, which harkens back to the first one. Yeah, I thought she looked really good. I didn't like that. a little bright, but still really looked good. And I thought the the ghost in the subway that Leslie's character comes across is really good too. I do agree at the end there. You see the, the ghost on stilts. Yeah. It was a little bit much. What is that? But I thought they looked good. Um, I like the Slimer had an appearance in the trailer. Can't go wrong Slimer looked good. Can't go wrong with that. Um, so I thought they did a nice job with that. I didn't really have a problem with the special effects. Uh, I like how they – I even like how they integrated the song where it started off with that – and they, they kind of played that and then – I, I like that a lot. I thought that was fun. <sighs> That's what, I, see, I found a lot. I, I found understand. a lot of the trailer I liked, so that's maybe that's why I'm excited. I understand. Excited. Like I said, you came in with low expectation, and they exceeded it. They did. And it's that's right. fine. When you come in with low, you come in with nothing, I suppose. and you leave with something. It's something. I came in responding. I, I expected one in more. I, I wanted. Well, I don't know why I'm surprised. I, I wanted. Response. I wanted flaming yawn. And I got chopsticks. I mean, wait, again, so again, that's fine. I'm not surprised by your response. I understand that. There's a reason why in high school you were always the hater. Because I hate am not on the everything. Hater. You hate just, on everything. I'm not the hater. Jesus, just, Jesus come could on. come back tomorrow, and Nick would find something. He didn't pass to hate enough around. He didn't pass enough wine around. <laughs> exactly. There would be, be something that pass the wine around. Jesus, don't be stingy, Locke dog. Locke would find something to don't hate. Don't you about. be stingy, dog. I mean, like I said, am I going to watch it? Yeah, because I want to talk about it in the podcast. Of course. You best believe it. <laughs> so be, I'm going to watch. So they're getting my money no matter what. Yeah, so I'm going to just I'm going to say what I got to say. But I mean, it, it's it's there's another trailer I want to talk it's about just real quick because this movie is going to take my money so hard. John Wick two. Well, that that movie will take my money, but that trailer's not out yet. No. But another trailer dropped this week too. Finding Dory, the sequel to Finding Nemo. Looks hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. It looks good. I'm, I'm assuming you have not seen it. Yes, I have not seen neither. Are you serious? You've not, not seen, seen Fine Nemo? Yeah. Oh, Nick. These, I mean, Locke. These 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 trailers, man. I, I it, it's these animated movies, man. After the '90s left, man, I just kind of left them alone. All right, we're gonna stop there. What do you want me to do? We're gonna leave it there. There's no hope for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, one thing I do want we want to move on to tonight as well is we we mentioned that we were going to kind of keep our ear to the ground concerning this light rail controversy. Yeah. Um, two weeks ago, we broadcasted about how the city of Virginia Beach was in a reopen referendum, uh, which was kind of was an effort really to kind of kill the funding for a light rail to in Virginia Beach. Well, we found out today that the treasurer of Virginia Beach is really taking steps to try to kill this thing. Uh, he's opened a petition up against it, which apparently has still not has not slowed down the development because nope. the money's still there. Yep. Um, but he's really trying. Five million. What did he say? And also, yeah, and he also said that uh, you know millennials, if they want to, they if they want a, a, a light rail, they should move to Norfolk to get their free transit. Get this, okay? Now, based on the Virginia Pilot, the report on the Virginia Pilot, they said that Mr. John Atkins, the City of Virginia Beach Treasurer, mm-hmm. been treasurer since 1978. So that's already there. There's alarms right there, ladies and gentlemen. All right. He says that us millennials shouldn't want a light rail to come away to Virginia Beach because apparently Virginia Beach doesn't have the space for it, which we do. And Virginia Beach, if you wanted, if we, they feel that Virginia Beach people, 
if they want things, they want to enjoy the ocean and the sights, not this free transit. And if we want to enjoy the free transit, we just move to Norfolk. And then he's had some kind of snake quote. He called people snakes. Like, something crazy. Like, it's definitely a case of old man beliefs, old money. Once again, in Virginia, old money ruining it from keeping it Virginia Beach 757 becoming better. You know, you're talking about the idea that we had a chance of getting an NBA team. That got shot down. Yeah. We, we lost the NBA team. We had a chance of getting a new stadium. Well, I, don't that, I don't know if that was Virginia Beach. That was, I think that was more Norfolk because that, that, that team was supposed to go to Norfolk. Not well, they're, they were talking about it was going to be a Norfolk team, but there's no place in Norfolk to build it. They were, they were talking about building it like maybe a stadium in Suffolk, and that's where the, that's where the ID right, would right, be. Right. That's where the space is. There's definitely no space. You can't. No way. Not, a, not the scope. But the idea that this old money wants to keep us down. Well, here here is, is so again, bad. So Atkinson says he's gotten. He says he needs sixteen thousand five hundred signatures to get the question on the ballot. That's that referendum we mentioned. Uh, he says Friday morning, Atkinson said he had nineteen thousand eight hundred ten and expects to have more than twenty one thousand by the time they get done counting this afternoon. Sure. So apparently he's got the he's got the the signatures to get the referendum on the ballot. And I, I kind of feel like it's, it's a real shame, really, because what is it? Like, and, and, and by the way, he's not the only person that feels this way. Because I was actually driving in Virginia Beach, and I saw I've actually seen vehicles with stickers on the back that say "No light rail." So apparently, there are a decent m- number of folks here in Virginia Beach that really don't want this thing. But I kind of feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot because if the Virginia, if the ocean front's really going to take off. If we're really going to see this new arena come in and bring a whole bunch of new stuff and, and we're going to redo the pier and have this brand new pier complex put in. I, I don't know if you've been down the ocean front recently, but they've got like, oh, by the way, do you remember the old uh, pirate fun house or yeah. the pirate ride? Yeah, yeah. They tore that building down. That building's gone. Huh. Uh, they were put, placing it with something else now. But there's okay. all kinds of development going on down at the ocean front. I kind of feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot because the light rail could feed a lot of people to the ocean front and help put a lot of business down there. But I guess they don't see it the same way. I don't know. And if they're going to put this arena down there, that would only increase more traffic, getting you more more people down there to go to conventions. And God knows what else they're going to put in this arena because I don't know why you'd have an arena without – a basketball team. <laughs> Again, it's, I feel like they're building it's 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 like a field of dreams. Build it and they will come. Pretty much. You know, there's a lot of different things though with the light rail. There's ads saying that our light rail has lost per passenger since it's been it's been losing money here and there. Well, I guess that that is a concern because you don't want to spend a lot of money on something that can potentially bankrupt the city. Because if you build this thing and nobody uses it, you've just lost a lot of money. And that kind of gets to, I wonder, I mean, how much, kind of the discussion that we had last time, you said you used it to go to baseball games, but yeah. you only went to five baseball games in the course of two years. Yeah, I plan on going more this year. But even still, I mean, you're not using it every day. No. Um, well, and, again, I don't, what's, I have no business in Norfolk. Well, exactly. And I don't, and I have business in Virginia I kind of feel Beach, like so. the people that are in, in Norfolk are already in Norfolk, though. But I have business in Virginia Beach, though. 
Okay. If it, if if light rail, but you, know, you live Dallas, in Virginia were, Beach. Yeah, I do. But I mean, I I do most of my. I'm sorry, I'm going to MacArthur Mall. It costs money to park there. You know. So I just know that every time I see the light rail on on running on the side of the road, or I see it pulling to a stop in downtown Norfolk, uh, there's nobody getting on or off that thing. So I, I can kind of see why there'd be a hesitancy because if it's not getting the kind of returns that it that it boasts. You're spending a lot of money not to get anything in the in return. Now, of course, like I said, and we kind of talked about this at the end of the last podcast, and that is if the oceanfront blows up in five years and downtown Norfolk blows up in five years, and then you've got this great artery that can increase your traffic to both locations and really fuel that. But I don't know. Maybe they don't see it that Here way. Here you go. This is, a, this is from Pilot Online. Okay. Um, Pilot Online – Right here, done. Yeah. And he has a pretty good quote here from Mr. John Ack, um, Mr. John, um, John Atkinson. All right. He says that he's been traveling since 1978, and the beach is better poised to attract people that want good schools, recreation, and the ocean, which our beach sucks. Let me tell you that much. Okay. So you're. It's not you're, that bad. Dude, let me tell you. Uh, people come here because it's cheap to come here. Whatever is cheaper than Myrtle Beach, it's cheaper than Tampa, it's cheaper than Orlando, I guess. True, but I mean, but the be- our, it, beach our, our, our beach, the water looks like shit, and the water looks like shit. I'm not saying it's the most gorgeous beach. I understand. Either. I've been to some of the most gorgeous beaches. Yeah, I know you have. So You're a I, traveler, but at the same time, um, this dude talking about like, oh, people want to see the oceans too. Come on, the the populations are different. The city of Virginia Beach offers something to those willing to pay for it. Does that sound like a money grub motherfucker? He's the guy that every time we pay our personal property tax, his name's on that bitch, right? And those that want freebies or of subsidized public transportation can move to Norfolk. AKA saying that if you're poor, move to Norfolk. That's what he's pretty much saying. You want to be poor? Move to Norfolk. So I'm reading, here's another thing from the pilot too. This is written by Tay and Fom. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, Jordan, I'm, that's a caption on this photo, uh, by Jordan Pascal, and it says, Does Hampton Roads want millennials? They want better transit, research says. Uh, according to his article here, he says, Millennials ages 18 to 34 want the basics such as... Yeah, I'm reading right something, John Pascal. Yeah, affordable housing, good job opportunities, and safe streets, but that's Fair. not all. that's it. High on their list are placemakers that help a city stand out, a great food scene... Outdoor recreation options, yep. creative, innovative culture, yep. higher education opportunities, yep. and natural attractions like the ocean mountains. And I, that's true. And I would argue Virginia Preach. Virginia Beach has a, a lot, lot of these. Yeah, the housing is affordable here. Yes, there are lots of job opportunities. We it's, it's hit or miss. We talk about it's that. it's pretty it's it's relatively safe here. Yes, um, the food scene that. is. I, I think the food scene is good. It's coming up. Uh, there's a lot of outdoor recreation. We've talked about this. I found the new park a few weeks ago. Uh, there's also non trash is always a great option. There's the back bay. There's back bay. There's the oceanfront. Yeah. Uh, we. I don't know if we have an innovative culture, but I think that the vibe district is trying to be that. But uh, the high, mm-hmm. we do have. We don't have a university in Virginia Beach. Norfolk has a, a couple. You know, has Norfolk State, ODU. But we, we do have TCC. We have satellite campuses, and we do yeah. have TCC, which I tell you, man. I, I've, I've, I've always asked myself, at what point does TCC become 
a col like a real college or university because that thing is some. I think I've got some of the most top notch stuff going on over there. So DC's all over the place. Too. Yeah, but I think there's there's a lot of truth in that statement. Now I don't understand. Hold on. So he goes on to say even further, more than two-thirds of millennials place high-quality transportation their top three concerns when evaluating where to live, according to the Rockefeller Foundation. Three-fourths expect to live in a place where they will not need a car. See, I don't think that's ever going to – I don't think you cannot – Need ever need a not, car around here. Not not own a car yeah. in Virginia Beach. This isn't this isn't D.C. It's this not is New, New York. York. Yeah. yeah it, it's because, let's face it, the millennials that are here – are here because of the military. Correct. So you're living either, you're either living on base, so you yeah. need a car to get on and off base. Yes. Uh, or you're living in Oceana, mm-hmm. so you still need a car to get on and off Oceana. Yes. I don't really know too many millennials that are here because they're doing something different. Now, it seems to me like the millennials that are here that are doing regular civilian jobs are kids that grew up here from the get-go. That's in my experience anyways. I'm sure there are others out there, but I, yeah. didn't, I haven't met any. Um. So again, that gets—I guess—I guess to my point where, if that's the case, they should have built the light rail to the base if they're really more concerned about millennial transportation. Yeah, and, and it, that's something else. Like as you make your, as you say in these facts, it makes me think a little bit. Like I would. Well, all these are facts. This is an opinion. This is somebody's opinion. I understand, but this, but it, you know, it, it brings up an idea that maybe we are trying to be little forward thinkers, and we're trying to be forward thinkers. We're trying to think like, look, man, what's best for year 2020? What's good for 2030? John Atkins ain't thinking that. That, that is Atkins. true. That He's is not true. thinking well, that. Well, and that's been a problem with Virginia Beach leadership. John Atkins is like, I like how this place looks like now. Let's just keep it here. Let's well, keep it like this. Part of me wonders what has kept him where he is. Because I, I think anyone who lives in Virginia Beach knows that the Garden Club mm. is one of the strongest lobbying groups in this mm. entire city. And if they don't like something... Uh. You ain't getting it. No, you not. Uh, I remember when they first started using LED signs to start advertising on the side, like, and you know, businesses. Ended, and they ended very quickly. And the Garden Club didn't like that. No, they did not. They ended that. And their excuse was, well, it's a distraction while driving. Get the fuck out of that's here. How they, that's what they used to get that shut, those shut down. Which is ridiculous because you drive – as soon as you go across the water, it's new produce, bam, LED signs. Oh, yeah. It's happening. You're like, man, what? So uh, the Garden – I mean, lobbyists like the Garden Club – which I would imagine he's probably got some links to that oh, crowd. Yeah. I'm not saying to the next, like, to that group, but to some people involved in that group. Yes. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's his line of thinking. If you're the treasurer, Virginia Beach, right now, you know somebody. Virginia Beach, I love this. I love this city, but this it's all right. I'm a biker. I love the bike. I love to take my cycle, my my bike out, and I love to ride around the oceanfront. But I'll tell you right now, Virginia Beach is severely lacking in bike routes, safe bike routes, like. A double-wide sidewalk, in my opinion, does not constitute a bike route, okay? A bike route is a like a good three-foot-wide lane in, on pavement on the road that you can ride safely in without people worrying about someone hitting you with their car. They struggle to have the roads big enough for all the cars on the road right now. Oh, my now. God. It's so let alone thinking how we're going to make a sidewalk But we're, 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 we're going to be just so far behind much. in that regard. And I, So I'm thinking there's a lot of things Virginia Beach still needs to do that, do better about. Yes. I think we're on track. And I feel like, again, I'm not a huge, I'm not against light rail, but I'm not exactly for it either. But I do feel like the light rail could be a step in the right direction. Yes. At least some forward thinking. Yeah. That's all we really want. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, we are approaching 
47 oh. minutes. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, we actually did pretty good tonight because yeah. we were really worried we were going to have anything to talk about this. Yeah, evening. I'll we, tell you what. We, we, every time, it, I'll tell you what, guys, every time we sit down for about five minutes and we like start wondering, all right, what we're going to talk about. So we start going off what, what's hot and we start just raffling off stuff and then we put it together and we're like, can we put this all together in a podcast? And then it well, literally it, it becomes. Sometimes, too, I think it's hard because you got to, like, our podcast is so all over the place right now. Yes. We're really struggling with our identity <clears throat> because we want to we want to talk about things outside of seven five seven, but at the same time, that was kind of the impetus for this whole thing. So, because what's outside of seven seven five seven right now? The elections. Yeah. What? what who? Who won? Who won big today? Uh, apparently, Ted Cruz took two states today. All right, good job, Ted. Uh, so I, I I tell you what, I really do think this this is going to a contested convention. What does that mean? It means that there's going to be three candidates vying for the candidacy. They're going to be going going to the convention and have to fight. They're going to have to fight it out a little longer, I think. Okay. I mean, that's about all I know. I'm they're doing they're doing what they got to do to try to get Trump down. That's the yeah. problem. Because so I think I, Rep- you, I think Republicans, I think you have the idiots that are like, oh my god, Trump, he speaks for us people, and then you have the other, you have the smart Republicans who are like this. He's an idiot. He's a racist and a bigot. I'm He's biggest look bad. So my wife and I talk about this day, and I really believe I don't really see how Hillary can lose this point. Because, so either Trump gets a candidacy, all right? Okay. And he sends all level-headed Republicans to Hillary. Yes. All right. Or they don't vote. Or, or hold on. Third option: Trump gets a candidacy. The Republicans decide they don't want to support Trump, so they put a third-party candidate in. That divides the Republican Party. Hillary wins. Or oh. Trump doesn't get the candidacy. He runs as an independent candidate and divides the Republican Party, and Hillary still gets the election. <laughs> so I don't, I don't really see a scenario here where where Clinton, because I mean, I know people don't trust her a lot because of right now because of Benghazi and the email scandal and whatnot. But the fact of the matter is, of all the candidates that are running, she really is the most qualified. We have, I, I would venture to say, we have not seen, we have not seen a, a candidate so qualified for presidency since George Herbert Walker Bush. George Herbert Walker Bush was a successful businessman. Yep. He was he he was the head of the Republican Party. He was, he was in Congress. He was the was the director of the CIA. He was the ambassador to China. He was the vice president. You don't get much more qualified than that. That's pretty beast mode. So that's, that's a sweet so resume. Here's Hillary Clinton. She was the first lady. Yep. Now she was pretty embedded in the Clinton administration. Yes, I think there's, there was no secret on that. Very true. That there were jokes. I remember jokes being that Clinton. I mean, Hillary she was ran it run, running he, it. Yeah, he, he was facing it. Yeah. So, so she's the first lady. She was a New York senator, which apparently, like now, my my grandparents are Democrats, but even I mean, no, sorry, they were Republicans. They switched to Democrat under her when she when she was a senator because she was such a good senator for New York. People really liked her there. Hmm. So she's a successful New York senator. She's a former Secretary of State. So she's pretty qualified. Yeah. And I'll say, like, I'm not trying to put my support behind Hillary, <laughs> but I just want to let's look. At, I'm just saying, let's look at this. She's she's really prag. She's really pragmatic as a leader. I would argue she's not someone to be trifled with as far as foreign policy wise. No. She's. Pretty strong foreign policy wise, and I think people know she's like she's not she's not someone that you can just go and walk all over like no. that you could with Obama. Um, I don't know. I just think I think the problem with Hillary is she lacks the charisma of her husband. Yeah, like 
that's the problem. Yeah. Is that she like that her problem right now, like if you know if you look at her in the in the in her campaigns, she looks weak because she's doing her best to try to empathize and be down to earth and like relatable. That's yeah. just not who she is. That's not who she is, I'm, man. A, I'm sorry to say it. She's just a cold-hearted wench. You're just, you're just, just dude. Keep being that, just that evil female ruler, dude. That Krilla Deville villain. She like, really just is. Just run that shit. She, man. I mean, she's like, that person who says she talks outside of her mouth. That but, queen bitch. Yeah, but she is. She's she's a pragmatist. She, all right. She that's and I tell you, I I, so I wouldn't have a queen bitch run but my But the nation. problem is like, you know, soccer mom down the street wants to be able to relate. No, no to her. to her. She's been she's she's with Secretary of State. Have you ever been Secretary of State? No, you put muffins yeah. for the soccer team the other day. So yeah. That's not gonna work. So I, I mean, it, it just open I, I it just opens up for when I just don't Hillary's see, done. When Hillary's yeah. eventually done doing whatever, it's supposed to open up for Michelle Obama to do it, and then Michelle be, Obama will be at the best oh, of both yeah. worlds because so? Michelle Obama does nothing wrong. Yes, yes, superstar, superstar Michelle Obama. Yes, she does no I just, wrong. I just, but, I just don't see a scenario. Now, again, I was telling this to my wife today too. Um, I'll play devil's advocate for a moment. You know, Reagan when he ran, okay. people thought he was in against the World War Three. You know, because he said some pretty outrageous things. Even as president, he said some really outrageous things. I mean, we hadn't heard the term "evil empire" in a really long—not since probably the 1950s at this point. And we really, he people really thought he was going to push those Soviets over the edge. And yeah, pretty close. He. We were in a Cold War. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why mo- every movie that you saw and that came out in the 1980s had something to do with nuclear, the end of the world. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why Terminator was very popular yeah. in the 1980s. Um, but to that respect, though, he be- was a relatively successful president. Now, I don't, I don't know Mr. Trump. I don't know what he's thinking. But there's a good chance he says the things he does and he's being a bully because he knows Putin responds to hard power. China responds to hard power. The Japanese and our allies in the Pacific rally behind hard power. And if you're a guy up there and you're a bully and you put off that air of strength, you that might this might be a message to others out there that hey, if I'm president, you're not going to get to walk all over the United States. So there's that, and that's just me playing devil's advocate. I understand. I, not, it very well. But the problem is for us in the United States is he? We don't know. Is he as crazy as he is, or no, is he this... is. Oh, he is. You know, and uh, me, I'm not a political person at all. But just based off what I've seen, yeah. and what I've heard, he's a bigot. Yeah, racist. I mean, how do you say you're at a you're at a rally and you're like, I miss the good old days where we used to punch people in the face at rallies and this, this, that, whatever. Oh, Are you yeah. talking about like beating up black people at rallies, dude? Yeah. <laughs> is yeah, is right. that what you're saying right now? Like, are you really saying that? And, like, all the black people that show up at his, like, people, they, they stand there. They're just staying there, and they get pushed around by people, by the idiots that vote for them. They're literally, like, these rednecks are pulling up out of nowhere. I'm sorry. The Republicans are going to look really bad, and I think it's worth coming down. Like, some Republicans are like, do we look so bad because yeah. this guy right now? Yeah. We don't want it's, this. It's, like, it's a, this is not us. It's like, tragic. It really is. We don't want this. We're already, we thought that with Bill and Obama being gone, I thought we'd have a chance now. And it's like, holy crap, here we go. It, 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 uh, this jughead is like ruining it. Well, for I think, us. too, another reason why he's such a. I tell you, I, I'm surprised more Republicans are going to come out swinging. I mean, Mitt Romney came out recently. Yes, not, he really did. Trying Good to job, convince, Mitt. Really trying to convince Republicans to kind of turn their backs on this Good guy. Good job, Mitt. 
but and I think I'm surprised more Republicans aren't out there really on the airways trying to get stop this because uh, I'll tell you right now if if he if he gets the nomination I would not be surprised that all those seats that are up for re-election in Congress don't become Democrat because they're going to want a strong Democratic Congress or a Democrat con- Congress to counteract him in the White House. Much in the same way the Republicans right now have a very strong Congress because they like to counteract everything Obama wants to do. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm surprised when Republicans aren't out there on the airways really con- condemning him for who it's he something is. something else. But, yeah. It's an interesting time. You know, I mean, yeah. the, the United States will go on. You know? <laughs> of course. The United States will go on. I just hope that we don't fall into a situation with him, you know, leading. Because that could – it could be very racial tension. The well, racial I, tension could I, get I like, really I like think, high. I like to think – you know, the media blows up every every racial incident in the United States. But I would like to think that more people are like you and I, you know. Sadly um, or not. I, I think I think most people in the United States are pretty level-headed. And, you know, I don't think – A lot of them aren't. Well, yeah, maybe I don't know. That's the problem. You know, I mean, you eat, we can't. I guess I give I give, I give like people this. I guess more credit than are due. Yeah, and you shouldn't because. <laughs> <laughs> so you say that because you hate people, but I don't hate people. But I'm very realistic. I'm, I'm I deal with the people every day. Yeah, you know, true. and I I see them for who they are. You know, I I pay them for face value. They treat me for face value. Yeah, you know, and I'm not saying like, oh man, I see Mississippi burning happening every day in my life. It's not true, but. At the same time, when there's idiots on white, there's white idiots, there's black idiots, there's Asian idiots. There's idiots everywhere. There's idiots you everywhere. Can't do about that. And the problem is that when you give the idiots fuel, idiots do very stupid things. True. And we don't want more fuel to that. We want to, we want to add the, take the fuel away and keep it smart, keep it sexy. Yeah. Unfortunately, dumb, dumb makes headlines. Dumb makes a lot of headlines. Dumb makes headlines. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that's our politics corner for the night. I mean, I guess I mean you can't. It's kind of hard not to talk about this stuff, really, because it's it's so in your face right now. Um, I went to get the car cleaned this morning uh, at um, Car Spa, and they had it on CNN, and that's all that. I mean, that's all they talk about. Yeah, I mean, on my job, I can't turn away from television. They're like, turn to CNN. I'm like, let me watch. Let me watch ESPN. Yeah, and he's like, no, nope, I want to watch this. Just... I mean, it it is fascinating. I suppose. I it's, it's entertaining. Yeah. I guess. It shouldn't be. <laughs> it shouldn't be. But it's highly interesting with the Muslims. I, I, say, I still applaud John Kasich for not getting sucked into the fray, man. I, I really wish he could get more support because I think he's the most – he, to me, is the most level-headed Republican candidate on that side and probably would make a really great president someday. But unfortunately, because we're – the United States loves to put throw their vote behind people that are entertaining and – polarizing and that's why we have Trump and Cruz and Rubio as the top three. I like Rubio. I'm not a big fan, man. Rubio I like I like his Moxie. Moxie? He has Moxie. What Moxie? He look he, he look at a guy that won't take I am shit. I am Marco Rubio. <laughs> I have been programmed to no, no, no. I saw pre plan responses. I saw the You wear too much makeup. You wear too much makeup. <laughs> I saw the like the. Trump I want to respond, but my programming is so has, is <laughs> it's limited. Out of date. It's out of date. 
Update down with what, iTunes. What's that? What's that old? <laughs> uh, what's that old Fisher Price robot you could get when you were a kid that had like a strip that you would put into the back of it, and that would determine what activities you can play oh on it. Oh my god! That's, that, so that's Marco it. Rubio. He's got a, he's got like a card in his back that has like it's so jacked yeah. up for Rubio. <laughs> oh man! Let's say the ABCs. A B C. Oh, that's as far as I can oh, go. My Rubio robot. No, jeez. I was kind of surprised, man. Even my wife doesn't like him, and she's from Miami, Florida. No love for the Atlanta community. Dude, here. actually, uh, when I was down there, I was surprised a lot of them don't like him down there at all. Damn. <laughs> don't love for the Atlanta community. Shit. You know, but um, yeah, we're definitely um, now hitting the hour mark, guys. So um, we're going to wrap this podcast up. Remember, um, this Wednesday, we're going to be doing Geek Wednesday. We're bringing the latest and greatest. I'm going to have a review for The Division because I should be getting it Tuesday. You know, so I'll be, I'm going to game it up on Tuesday and see how that goes down. Yeah, I'll bring a review for the new Battlefront DLC. So we'll, and we'll talk about what new D, what's new in DVDs. We'll talk about what's new in comic book world. Uh, we're definitely gonna veg, we're definitely gonna geek it out, talk movies and everything else. We're just gonna have a lot of fun this Wednesday coming up. So please enjoy us. Come like, subscribe, you know. And um, again, if you want to talk about a subject, drop. Hey, send us a comment, please. Um, we're all about it. You could send a comment to on Twitter. Um, Mr. Blaylock, that's Mr. and the B-L-A-L-O-C-K. You can send a comment for an idea for the show, and we'll definitely talk about it. Why not? Um, anything else? Yeah, and drop, drop some comments on SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud. You can drop a comment on my Facebook page where I'm sharing where, where I share the podcast uh, every time we're done posting it. Um, and I answer. I will. I've had full blown conversations via comments on nice. SoundCloud so far. Very nice. So, uh, please drop us a line. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. You know, I, we're not afraid of criticism. Uh, we really love what we do. We hope you guys love what we're doing too. So please uh, tell us how we can do better. All right, everybody. Y'all have a good night. Thank you. God bless.